Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Still talking about the Super Bowl. Excuse me, the stupid bowl. I have had it with the NFL. I don't need it. I don't want it. The woke junk, all of it pulling our country off of cliff. Uh, college football, sure. Woke NFL football, no way. And you can take Travis and Kelsey or Taylor and Travis or whatever's going on there. Uh, by the way, not much is going on there. Travis is not into her. I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. Uh, none of these guys matter. Think these people care about our problems? They are so stupendously overpaid. They are so wildly out of touch. They don't care about anything. Case in point, Tom Brady in that goofy Dunkin' Donuts commercial. All right, Tom, great. Maybe, just maybe, it's time to give back to society. Not encourage people to eat donuts and uh, gamble away their discretionary income. Thanks a lot for that. And I don't need any lessons in morality or anything from the NFL. And racism. As if racism is prevailing, right? As if this is a systemically racist country, as if white supremacy is all over the place. How about end genocide of Jewish people? Could they have tried that? Oh, no, that would have offended our sponsors. That would have offended our players. We can't have that. And racism. I find that offensive to America because we beat racism a long time ago. As a matter of fact, did you know today is Abraham Lincoln's birthday? I know President's Day is next. Yeah, today is the day of Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And all this time later, and racism. I don't like it. I say it's a stupid bowl, and we've got more important things to do. Like, get to the bottom of this crazy report on this man, Joe Biden. And it's not crazy. It's incredible what was documented. Crazy stuff was documented, but it was effectively documented and we have an obligation to understand it, to get to the bottom of it, because the fake news, they dominate. We have to push back all day long, right? They change the subject, and too many on our side, conservative media, follow along. Just start blowing the story off. All the talking heads, if they talk, weirdly, we listen. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. The outcome of this report, he was cleared completely, while Donald Trump faces 40 federal felony charges. And this partisan hit job by somebody that is looking for That's a, a better... Democrat we just played. By a better... No, I'm talking about the special counsel. Yeah. who's looking for a better job in the next Trump administration is not going to dissuade Americans who actually see what the real-world impact on their lives is of Joe Biden's administration. This is a report that went off the rails. It's a shabby work product. This is, again, a result of a report that was written in a particularly shabby and shoddy way. Then made gratuitous, unnecessary, and inaccurate personal remarks, and those are improper. He is sharp, 
intensely probing and detail-oriented and focused. So we are all wrong. When we look and see what we see, we're all wrong. We're all imagining it. Uh, we're not. Imagine how bold they are. They lie. So many lies right there. Let's go over some basics that we now know about Joe Biden in this report from Robert Herr about the documents that he scurried away at offices and houses. President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. They will come right out and say that that is not true, but it's in black and white and it's on page one. Next, please. And everybody has to understand this. At least three times, Mr. Biden read from classified entries aloud to his ghostwriter nearly verbatim. Three times. Three times that happened. And there's a tape. Everyone seems to be talking about, well, we want to hear the transcript of the interview. You want to hear the tape. I want to hear the tape of him giving away secrets to some guy with a tape recorder. And we just might get that. Next, please. After learning of the special counsel's appointment in this matter, Mr. Biden's ghostwriter deleted audio recordings he had created of his discussions with Mr. Biden during the writing of Mr. Biden's 2017 memoir. The recordings had significant evidentiary value. It's interesting. You know, they bothered President Trump's gardener, President Trump's butler. Here's a guy who's with the tape recorder who deleted the recordings once he found out that Joe Biden was under investigation. Why did he do that? They don't tell us. But we know that the FBI, given all their technology, they were actually able to recover the audio from the machine, from the tape recorder. Next, please. After telling the special counsel's office what he had done, the ghostwriter turned over his computer and external hard drive and consented to their search. It appears the FBI recovered all deleted files. How about that? I think we got one more. We considered whether to charge the ghostwriter with obstruction of justice, but we believe the evidence would be insufficient to obtain a conviction and therefore declined to prosecute him. Not exactly saying the guy is innocent, are they? Again, the guys who cut Donald Trump's lawn have been hassled about the documents case. This guy is off scot-free. He deleted material, huh? And it's all over the house. The garage, the garage, the garage, the garage. What have we been told consistently by the left, right? There's a difference. This is somehow fine. Donald Trump. He is reckless and dangerous and a threat to national security when it comes to these documents. When the classified documents were found, it was self-reported. The president directed his team to ensure that any classified documents were returned immediately. You self-report, which is exactly what the president did, self-reported. His lawyers, his team did the right thing. He was surprised that the, that the records were there. And when his lawyers found out and his team found out that they were there, uh, they turned it over to the archives. I've turned over the boxes, they've turned over the boxes to the archives, and we're cooperating fully. I know they're not. Absolutely not. That's all wrong. And even though they say it and their media allies pick it up. President Biden, who proactively says, I found this National Archives, I need to return this to you, and let me get it to you. Biden quickly returned the documents, fully cooperated, and even sat for five hours of interview. Joe Biden said, take whatever you need, look at whatever you want. I'm a totally open book on this. It shows that Joe Biden went over and beyond to provide transparency in as much as he cooperated with the investigations. 
No, they were not fully cooperating, actually. And they weren't fully cooperating, at least for four years, because the special counsel makes clear that Joe Biden was encountering most likely this confidential stuff all over his house, basically every week at least, for four years. Then it suddenly makes the news under Trump, and then they get nervous. Oh, we want to turn it over. But they don't turn it over right away. It's kind of interesting, and very few people know this. When did they find that secret stuff in the Penn Biden Center? November 2nd of 2022. Okay. Now, when did they get around to making phone calls about it and doing more searches? Seven weeks later. Seven weeks later, they searched the house of Joe Biden and the garage. And they're still not done. It takes them another three weeks to go into Biden's den and find even more stuff. And then they're still not done. On the 20th of January, they still are looking around the house. Now, what's happened in the meantime? How many times has Joe Biden been there? You know, he goes every weekend. That's not exactly right away, is it? No, it's not. And how about this? Joe says, uh, ooh, we, we helped. Uh, we, we, we said anything you want, please. Not true. No matter how, Joe says it probably means it's not true. And here it's not true. I made voluntarily, no one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily open every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything, for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home, invited them. Uh, not quite, actually. One of those guys searching their home found something, and Joe didn't want to give it to him. And there was a two-day delay before the FBI got it. And I know this from the report. Exhibit uh, X, if you don't mind. On the evening of January 11th, 2023, counsel traveled to the house in Delaware to search areas other than the garage. Okay. The FBI sent agents to the house that evening to recover the classified material. Now, Bauer, who is Joe's lawyer, informed a guy named Lausch, who works at the Justice Department, that at that time, Bauer did not have Mr. Biden's consent for the FBI, FBI agents to search and seize his notebook that contained the marked classified documents. Do you see that? His lawyer says that the, he doesn't have the consent. The FBI agents, they can't take this stuff. Lausch is the guy from the DOJ. The FBI works for him. What happens next? Well, thus, on Bauer's instructions, Richard Sauber, some guy named Richard Sauber of the White House Counsel's Office, met the agents at the house and escorted them to the marked classified material found in the notebook in the basement cabinet. Remember, this is classified stuff. Next, please. Agents observed Sauber pick up the notebook and leaf through it. Sauber and the agents eventually found two documents with classified markings. After discussions with Lausch, the guy from the Department of Justice, Sauber provided the foreign policy notebook number two to FBI agents two days later. Two days later, a White House lawyer had this stuff for two days. Joe had it for two days. What was up with those two days? The FBI wanted that right then and there. That did not happen. They are lying about it, and they, the lies come to these people very, very easily, don't they? Next. Best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. That is a skilled, trained politician who's lying. 
There may be something else I don't know. You see how he gives himself an out? Stray papers from 1974. Try top secret material related to Iraq and Afghanistan. Not the 1970s, but 2009, 2010, 2011. Sensitive stuff that poses, if disclosed, a grave risk to national security. That's what top secret means. It's a grave risk if it becomes public. Here's something else that nobody knows and the media won't tell us because they're both covering for Joe and they're too lazy to read the report. In later written answers, Mr. Biden wrote that, like presidents and vice presidents before me, I understand that these notes to be my personal property. Now, there is a case to be made for that statement, but he didn't come clean with them and everybody else. This is in October, almost a year after these documents were found. And he didn't answer all of their questions. Did he take the fifth? Take a look at this. He declined to answer several questions about whether he believed his notes contained classified information. He declined to answer. Why didn't he answer? I was told he cooperated fully. Open book. Every aperture, he said. Aperture is open. I'll tell you anything you want. He didn't. And he wouldn't. And it wasn't just this question. It was a lot of questions. And he declined whether he took steps to avoid writing classified information in his notebooks. Joe, we were told all along by your friends in the media, by your friends in Democrat politics, that you were so cooperative. You weren't. And of course, like a lot of politicians, you blame everybody else. One of the things that happened is that what was not done well is as they packed up my offices to move them, they didn't do the kind of job that should have been done to go thoroughly through every single piece of literature that's there. They didn't go through the job they should have to look at the literature. Um, there's evidence that suggests Joe Biden is lying, that he was personally involved in packing this material. I alluded to some of it on Friday. I'm going to revisit it in a moment. Now we have to hear from his personal attorney, a guy named Robert Bauer, whose wife, by the way, has a senior position in the Biden White House. That's pretty uh, cozy. Listen to this guy. Talk about denial. Do you favor releasing them? Well, it's really a decision that has to take place within the government. It's a classified the document. Counsel, I'm the president's personal counsel. Right. Would you recommend yes. that these be made public if they indeed back up your personal record? Again, there's a process underway. I'm not a specialist in that process. And so I really have to defer to those who have to work through those issues. OK, but because just this past week alone, the president in public remarks mixed up the leaders of France, Germany, and he referred to Egypt as Mexico. Does the president have any memory problems? He does not. <laughs> we don't see what we see. It's amazing. They say, uh, uh, some of the commentators, well, if you're not a neurologist or a medical doctor, you have no business making any observation about Joe Biden's memory. No, we can do that. We have common sense. We're people and we're citizens. And check out this one from the personal lawyer. He was saying staff was clearly involved, responsible for the packing. We don't see presidents and vice presidents during transitions packing boxes. Uh, but he recognizes now when he looks back on it, maybe more involvement on his part was necessary because it didn't go the way he thought it should have gone. So we don't see vice presidents or presidents packing boxes. Well, you certainly wouldn't see President Trump packing boxes. We know that did not happen. 
And when he showed up in Mar-a-Lago, he was still president of the United States. He had access to every little shred of paperwork in the American government. But Joe Biden was observed packing boxes. Not only that, loading a moving truck. It's right in the report. All right, stay with me on this. On January 7, 2017, the Bidens moved furniture and personal belongings out of the Naval Observatory and into the Virginia home using a private moving company. Next, the Bidens paid for the move themselves and packed their own belongings. Wow. Mr. Biden was personally involved in the move. Wow. One military aide recalled seeing him packing by himself and just him moving his stuff one at a time into the truck. Now, why would he do that? Next, please. Secret Service agents saw Mr. Biden moving boxes at the Virginia House during the weekend of his move into that house. Mr. Biden stored papers in several places at the Naval Observatory, including desks, safes, briefcases. Mr. Biden stored classified materials at the Naval Observatory while vice president. Mr. Biden's staff did not go into his desk at the Naval Observatory, and it appears staff retrieved documents from his briefcase only rarely, if ever. So we were unable to determine if those locations contain any documents at the end of the administration. We were unable to determine whether any of Mr. Biden's papers, classified or not, uh, were in the boxes moved out of the Naval Observatory and to Virginia. No one involved recall packing or moving papers or files belonging to Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden also stated that he did not even remember packing up written material to go anywhere. Did not remember. But there's this, an invoice from the private moving company, Georgetown Moving and Storage, indicating the customer to pack all, carrier to pack none. Uh, this is what we call smoking gun evidence that Joe Biden packed boxes. <laughs> and why would he do that? And why would the investigator put this stuff, this level of detail? because he doesn't believe Joe. He believes he took the stuff and took it on purpose. And so do I, and so should you. And you know what? I hit this on Friday, but we have to be relentless, relentless about this information if we're going to move the needle. A lot more in this report to come. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show. Look at that crummy basement. You know, a basement is technically, well, outside, right? Who has a winterized garage? Very few people. And that was a standalone garage, not connected to the house. Joe Biden, our national secrets, just thrown in some stupid box. And not thrown and forgotten, the investigators believe he was accessing this material for his book. There was other stuff in those boxes that he was using all the time for his book deal. But this story, I sense, already turning the page on it. Already, people are moving on. Liberals, conservatives even, folks who haven't read the entire report. You know, when Donald Trump had that material at Mar-a-Lago, um, it's still a huge story. It's been a story for two-plus years now, and it's still not going away. Strangely, this story goes away, but this isn't. 
At the center of the case, highly classified documents investigators seized from the Trump property. Former President Donald Trump has just posted on social media that he has been told by the federal government that he is being indicted over what he calls the boxes hoax. The government tonight is showing its hand in its classified document case against former President Donald Trump, unsealing a 37-count indictment. The special counsel's office announced the former president will face new charges as part of that case, including obstruction of justice and willful retention of classified documents. Former President Trump reacting with a string of insults to the new charges added against him in the Mar-a-Lago secret documents case. And he's allowed to fight back. It's amazing. They do these crazy, over-the-top, illegal things against him. And ooh, watch him react. Uh, he's supposed to defend himself. And the headlines continue and continue and continue. The left does this very well. They go bananas. Our side, not as well. For instance, the Mueller investigation, right? Remember how they were leaking stuff left and right for about two years and uh, trying to make everybody think that Trump was some sort of Russian spy. How many stories do the fake news write about that? Let's just take one, the, 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 the flagship fake news outlet, the New York Times. They did a thousand articles about that investigation, which ended up to be a total bust. How about that? So the investigation was so bad, they had to do an investigation on the investigation. I mean, it was inherently corrupt and wrong. So they brought in that guy, Durham, and he took another two years to do the report. His report. How many articles were written about his report by the New York Times? <laughs> Three. Thanks a lot. But, okay, I can say that's fake news. That's the left. What about conservative media? How much did they do? The New York Post wrote five articles. Wow. How about the Wall Street Journal? They did six articles. And I remember where I was the Sunday after the Durham report dropped. Fox News Sunday did not even mention it. Didn't even mention it. What is going on? So I'm going to be pounding away at this story, which there is so much stuff in it. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And also, how about this? When you're vice president of the United States and you're about to call it a career, you're about to leave office, maybe you want to write a book. And why do you want to write a book? Future generations, you know, contribution to history. Joe Biden wrote his motives in one of his notebooks, and they're in the report, and I have them. This is what he wrote. In Mr. Biden's view, quote, these are his words, there were three plausible reasons for having one written or writing one. Number one, defense. Others will write, and I want a record. Number two, future. Who knows about 2016? And number three, profit for retirement. Notice anything about those three? It's all about him. All about him. He wasn't kidding about the profit. $8 million? $8 million for a vice presidential memoir? And something else that comes through from this report, Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Remember how they try to make us think that they were, you know, buddies and bros and went for those jogs around lunchtime? No. By, Obama had no respect for uh, Joe Biden and and Joe actually had very little respect for Barack Obama, thought he didn't know what he was talking about when it came to foreign policy, and recently said to the special counsel that he, well, let's put it up. As Mr. Biden explained to the special counsel, he sent 
I was trying to change the president's mind, and I wanted to let him know I was ready to speak and to really, quite frankly, save his ass. That's not very nice, is it? And he used the F word about certain things, and only Joe knew what was going on, and everybody else around him is an idiot. Joe, you are the last person who should be doubting the intelligence of other people in the room. That's a doozy, and there's more to come. Be right back. Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the wildly popular Newsmax Daily podcast, available for free along with Jerry Callahan, Rob Carson, and other great podcasts at Newsmax.com slash listen or wherever you get podcasts. Look at that number. 86% of Americans think Biden is too old for another term. 86%. There's absolutely no way this can go on, right? No possible way. We all see it. You can see it everywhere. And I'm pretty excited as to what's going to happen next. You may want to check out the Newsmax magazine, by the way. Um, We have a special edition. Uh, Special counsel is reporting on Joe Biden's mental ability, as we all know. And Americans are asking if Joe Biden can really govern. The February edition of Newsmax magazine is just out. And we call the edition Joe Biden's Brain And it reveals a surprising truth about Joe Biden's mental health. Our special report talks with top medical experts from the president's uh, about the president's ability to govern. We even speak to a former White House doctor who has treated Joe Biden. Uh, What he says will surprise you. And with these questions, we even look at who might replace Joe Biden if he decides not to run again or somebody decides that for him. Make sure you get our special report and Newsmax magazine. We have 750,000 readers. Uh, Get the special report and Dick Morris's new book, Corrupt, about the Biden family scandals, both for free with Newsmax magazine. Call the number on the screen. Can you make it out there? 800-374-7647 or Newsmax.com slash February. All right. There's also this. Ronna Romney McDaniel uh, will be leaving her job as the Republican Party chief right after the South Carolina primary. Uh, Very controversial. A lot of folks out there think she's not terribly effective. I've heard Donald Trump say some kind things about her over the years, but uh, the new guy that they want, that at least President Trump wants, is this uh, Mr. Watley, I believe his name is. Watley. He's from North Carolina. He runs the Republican Party in North Carolina, and Donald Trump would like to see him run the party nationally. This is the endorsement. I think my friend Michael Watley should be the RNC's next leader. Michael has been with me from the beginning, has done a great job in his home state of North Carolina, and is committed to election integrity, to election integrity. Uh, sounds good to me. Looks like a nice guy. You know, I used to live in North Carolina. What a place. I enjoyed it very much. I was close to the water in a place called New Bern. All right. Tomorrow and probably Wednesday and Thursday, I'll have more on this amazing report by Robert Herr into Joe Biden uh, leaving the classified stuff all over the Beltway, his office, his house in Delaware, his house in Virginia, all over the place. 
Um, one little tidbit that I find fascinating, Joe Biden was running Afghanistan policy in a way for a long time. You know, he doesn't know how to spell Afghanistan. Every time he spelled Afghanistan, he spelled it incorrectly. Afghanistan has an H and he would never put the H in there. And he Afghan, uh, Stan, eh, eh, it's wrong. And that's how they knew he was writing it. Um, what else is interesting in this? Ah, some folks are actually surmising, maybe, just maybe, Joe Biden, when he was meeting with this guy, was overdoing it about the memory loss, right? A lawyer always loves it when his client can't remember, can't get in trouble that way. But Joe Biden may have overplayed it as a legal tactic. And now it's blowing up in his face. More on that tomorrow night. I'll be right back. So, President Trump is looking at Secretary Robert Wilkie, his Secretary of Veterans Affairs. You know, Veterans Affairs, I think it's the biggest department in the federal government. Uh, Secretary Wilkie also held a senior position in the Trump Defense Department. And he could be coming back for who knows what if there is a second Trump term, and we certainly hope so. Secretary Robert Wilkie, welcome back to the show. And uh, nice to see you. Hey, what do you make of this uh, this in, this report on Joe Biden and the documents? I think it's uh, sure. game changing. Well, well, I think it is politically. But let me talk about that militarily. The day after that report was released, which said in very simple terms that the president of the United States is not up to the job. Every intelligence chief on the planet briefed his boss, everybody from uh Beijing down to Ghana, and they showed over and over again the incoherence of that press conference. So what does that mean? That means that no one is in charge. After all, and I hope, by the way, I hope Secretary Austin is feeling better. The Secretary of Defense disappeared for days and nobody knew where he was, including the White House. Uh, that means that the radical staff of the White House are the ones calling the shots. Uh, again, we also had a transportation secretary in the middle of a logistics crisis go away for two months. You know, if I'd gone away from a week for a week during the epidemic, President Trump would have correctly fired me. But that is the hour of danger that we are entering now uh, because of this president and those around him. Yeah, you know, and some of his staff members, we don't even know who they are. Like, uh, who's his chief of staff? We never see that guy, Reinser, Pinzer, something like that. You never see that guy. Um, very strange. The staff does hold a lot of power. You mentioned Secretary Austin. Let's take a look at him. He had cancer. That's bad. We want him to get well. And now he's suffering some, some severe bladder situation. Um, and he's off the job once again. This time, at least we know about it. Listen to the Pentagon uh, make the announcement. Secretary Austin currently remains hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center and is in good condition. Uh, per the statements we released yesterday, Secretary Austin was transported by a security detail at approximately 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time yesterday to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center to be seen for symptoms suggesting an emergent bladder issue. At approximately 4.55 p.m. the same day, the secretary transferred the functions and duties of the Office of the Secretary of Defense to Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks. Kathleen Hicks, who's known to be kind of out to lunch herself when, when, when Austin missed work for the cancer, 
in December. She was in Puerto Rico, totally oblivious, I think, to the situation. Uh, do these yeah, comings and goings mean anything? Um, well, uh, again, it points to the fact that no one is in charge, and Ms. Hicks is a left academic. She has no military experience. Um, she comes from the same strain of, of Biden-Obama policymakers that are about ready to throw Israel to the wolves, that have paid the mullahs billions and billions of dollars, and have presided over uh, the decline of our of our national security, uh, the decline of the, the armed forces to the tune of the lowest Pentagon budgets uh, since the end of World War II. Uh, that's what we are dealing with, and that is what uh, the world is looking at. Look, you've been around Washington a long time. Here's what really concerns me right now. I'd love to get your thoughts. When Democrats and the left speak about President Trump, in these apocalyptic terms, you know, a, th a clear and present danger to American democracy. As a Trump return becomes more and more likely, I feel like that rhetoric is truly dangerous. It will potentially truly inspire not wackos, but, you know, the, the people who work for the government to do who knows what to stop him because they're basically justifying, you know, if you think he's a threat to the Constitution. What do you do to stop the threat to the Constitution? It gets very, very, you know, it gets, it gets scary, in my opinion. Does that concern you? Should I not be concerned? What do you think? Well, we already see it in the form of the Justice Department. Uh, the attacks on this man to try to prevent him uh, from occupying the White House again are things we haven't seen since really the end of World War I when Woodrow Wilson started putting his potential rivals like the head of the Socialist Party in jail and started shutting down newspapers. Um, he didn't run again, but he was preparing to run. But uh, like President Biden, he was virtually incapacitated by his own physical frailty. So we've seen this act before, but we've never seen it to the point where the entire Justice Department is implicated in a drive to destroy the other party and through the other party, its, its nominee and the former president. That's what's scary when you weaponize the law on citizens. If it can happen to Donald Trump, given everything he's done and, uh, and the incredible stature that he has in the world, it's very easy to go after ordinary citizens. And we've seen that play out as well in the last three years. We sure have. Secretary Wilkie, it's all deeply concerning, but I'm still optimistic, and I'm optimistic you come back in a second Trump administration. Secretary Robert Wilkie, we thank you, and we'll be right back. So, you heard about Tucker Carlson sitting down with Vladimir Putin. Uh, lots of folks talking about it. What does it mean? I'm going to ask my next two guests. I'm also going to find out what they think of this whole Biden document situation, which I just think is so incredible, so wild. Joe Biden shot by his own gun. Let's bring in Sebastian Gorka, veteran of the Trump White House. You must check out the Gorka reality check on Newsmax Sundays at 7. Hey, guys. And also Chadwick Moore. He wrote the book on Tucker, literally came out in August 23. It's called Tucker. Welcome to you both, if I could, if you don't mind. There you go. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> uh, Sebastian, what do you think overall of the things that we have learned about Joe Biden over the past week or so, a couple of days, and the documents, and uh, he seems guilty as hell? Well, uh, his own Department of Justice special counsel said so. 
I mean, it's stunning. 388 pages listing every felony committed with hundreds. Yes, don't believe what the mainstream media spun hundreds of top secret SCI, highest level classified documents that Senator Biden, Vice President Biden, kept in battered up Zappos boxes in his garage. It's exactly, you remember, it's exactly the same as Jim Comey in the fall of 2016. What happened? 13-minute press conference. Here are the felonies Hillary committed. These are the top secret emails. And in the last minute of the press conference, he says, oh, we're not going to prosecute, which isn't your decision because you're the FBI director. But her last name is Clinton. In this case, exactly the same thing. Here are the things he did that would have put you in the brig, would have put me in prison. But um, a jury would find him senile, so no charges. Exactly the same. If your last name is Clinton or Biden, you can commit as many felonies as you want, Greg. All right. Well, look, I actually thought the report was excellent. I really do. And I have he makes an allowance. If you are president, if you are vice president, if you are a member of Congress, there are different historically different standards. If I were vice president or president, I would expect there to be different standards actually for me. Chadwick Moore, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, it's important to remember that I think the Comey uh, comparison is very apt. And it's also important to remember that he wasn't exonerated, despite what everyone in media might be saying. He was excused because he was deemed uh, senile and incapable of, of being prosecuted. So don't let anyone tell you this was an exoneration by any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's go to the Tucker interview with Vladimir Putin. Uh, here's a highlight. What was the trigger for you? What was the moment where you decided you had to do this? Initially, it was the coup in Ukraine that provoked the conflict. The coup in Ukraine that provoked the conflict. I have not seen the interview in its entirety. I don't see any problem with it, Sebastian Gorka. Something tells me you are uh, you don't you do not agree. You see some problems here. Yeah, and a lot of my conservative friends uh, are very agitated by what I said. Let me be explicit. Dictators can be interviewed. It's important. But this isn't journalism because Tucker's not a journalist. He's much more than that. His opinion is important. He's a show host. I'm not a journalist. You're not a journalist. We have followers. He has massive influence. Also, let's be honest, Tucker was steamrolled. I mean, literally, the first question he asks and he gets a 40-minute response, which is all propaganda about how you... Ukraine doesn't exist. It's not a legitimate country. And then that classic moment from that KGB Colonel Putin. Oh, by the way, Tucker, I'm so glad the CIA never hired you when you applied to work there. And like Tucker's like, oh, my gosh, how did he know that I applied to work at the CIA? This is a propaganda platform. That's how Putin looked at it. And sadly, Tucker was steamrolled. You know, actually, Sebastian, look, I do think you're a journalist. I'm a journalist. If you keep, no, don't if you, you dare call me a journalist. Well, if don't you don't want to be called a journalist, call that's fine. That's fine. I kind of find that the title a little bit pretentious, and it means different things to different people. But if you write stuff down and you share it with the public, uh, if, <laughs> that's arguably journalism. And I don't have a problem. I know the difference between opinion and uh, you know straight news reporting, but journalism. It's, it's an amorphous term, and it means different things to different people. Chadwick Moore, give us your thoughts. I thought it was okay, actually. I mean, not every interview has to be, you know, viral fodder and, oh, my God, can you believe this? Somebody shut somebody down. It's okay to hear what somebody has to say. 
Well, the worst legitimate criticism I heard was just that it was boring. Uh, but, you know, because I guess there weren't enough jump cuts or bells and whistles or sound effects going off. It was very long. I thought that people got to hear Vladimir Putin speak and make their own judgment about what uh, about what he's up to now. You know, uh, other you know, a lot of people who I haven't really heard any conservatives are upset that he was interviewed. Of course, Vladimir Putin should be interviewed. We want to hear what he's saying. We're funding this war in Ukraine. Ukraine has become a vassal state in the United States. So why don't we want the leader of the country that we're at war with to speak and at least hear his side of things, whether you think he's full of it or not, whether you think he's a madman or a dictator or not. It's important to let him speak. Tucker, let him speak. Tucker wasn't trying to get him in gotcha moments, although Tucker did press him way harder than I've seen any Western journalist press Zelensky, that's for sure. And nobody uh, talks about the fact that Tucker spent 10 minutes asking Putin to release the Wall Street Journal reporter who's currently being held in Russia. Hey, can we see uh, Putin make his grand entrance one more time? Those ridiculous gold doors and the little elves with him. Is that for <laughs> real? This is out of like Toy Story. What in that? Look, did this? <laughs> I, this is a little bit much. I don't care if you're the emperor of uh, the planet. I think this is over the top. Uh, oh, wait, where's Tucker? Oh, that's just him going to church. I don't know. All right, Sebastian, final thoughts. Uh, at the end of the day, I would have liked him to not just ask where's our journalist, what happened to all the journalists who just magically disappeared or ended up dead on their doorstep with a bullet in their head when they wrote articles about Vladimir Putin. Now, that would have been an interesting question. That would have been journalism. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Well, you look, he got the interview. Let's face it, we can nitpick here all we want. Chadwick, uh, final thought on Tucker what is the chance that he will be Trump's vice presidential nominee this year? I'm going to say I'm going to go with zero percent chance, but uh, I've been wrong before. Uh, you know, I think there's several reasons for that. Uh, firstly, you know, when I wrote this book about Tucker, I, I talked to him extensively about this. There's been rumors about him being in politics for a long time, and he has no interest whatsoever in being in politics. And, and you know, I think he sort of found his calling in life. I don't think that, you know, everyone necessarily needs to make the jump into politics I think he's probably good where he is, and I think he probably feels the same way. Well, he's got more sense than that. He's got more sense than that. Well, you'd be surprised <laughs> if you get a phone call from the president of the United States and uh, he wants you on his side. That's a hard thing to turn down. I don't know. We'll see. Gentlemen, I thank you so much. Sebastian Thanks, Gordon Ray. and Chadwick Moore. Thank you. Continued. You bet. We'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Sorry, folks, no baby videos tonight, but I do have this little explainer about Newsmax Plus. Please check it out. 200 plus thousand people have already done it. Newsmaxplus.com, it's a free trial. You'll get everything Newsmax, all of our content, including the Trump rallies, archival stuff, documentaries, John Voight, the movie star is always showing up, and all of our fantastic shows. This show, Rob, uh, Greta, Eric, Carl Higby, and much more. All right, you cannot lose. Many thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow night with baby stuff.